You're listening to the only place on the internet that offers the perfect blend of high-quality premium cigars and cryptocurrency news and commentary. Welcome to Cigars and Crypto. Now here's your host, Invest Noir. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this episode of Cigars and Crypto. You know who it is. It's your boy Noir. Let me tell you. I always have the absolute most interesting guests. Today, I have an opportunity to speak with Ms. Mika Couch. Mika, how are you today? Great. How about yourself? I'm well. I can't complain. Uh, quite happy. Had a couple of cigars a day. Had a little bourbon, so I'm feeling really good right now. <laughs> nice, nice. So uh, we connected on Twitter and I was told by my friend Jamar that I needed to speak with you and to check out your profile. And when I did, I was left with a ton of questions. I like to get to know new and interesting people to me, and I find you to be both. So Mika, tell me about yourself. How did you get into crypto? So uh, kind of a funny story about <laughs> how, how I got into crypto. So previously, before I'd even gotten to this space, I've been, you know, female in tech. I've been working with more uh, infrastructure type stuff, unified communications. And I finally, you know, decided to take a leap of faith. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to break out on my own, be an entrepreneur, that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, the pandemic hit. So that was, <laughs> you know, like most of us. And uh, things kind of got slowed down with our entrepreneurial dreams and things like that. You know, pandemic, can't go out, you know, no more trade shows. Right. And uh, we were trying to make some side cash. And we we're like, you know what? I know like we believe in blockchain and things like that. It's like, why don't we actually just try to, you know, trade on the crypto market? Let's see how we can, you know, just shoot our best shot at this. And uh, we've done pretty decent. I'm not saying like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm becoming like the next Doge millionaire, <laughs> but I'm definitely doing all right. So that's basically how I got into it. It was more of a necessity and uh, just kind of stuck with it. That's beautiful. You know, everyone has their reasons and their rationale behind entering the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency spaces. And I think it's important that uh, a lot of my guests share how they got onboarded and everyone has their own kind of unique way that they do it, but uh, all roads lead to gold. And I think uh, I'm glad you're on this uh, road with us and traveling this path with, uh, with us. So you said something that kind of piqued my interest. You said that you had entrepreneurial dreams. Um, what, what, what are you trying to do or what have you started? So right now, um, my partners and I, we're working on a framework to allow, to basically use a distributed ledger to store information for our kind of, it's a little bit of an infrastructure for building applications. And so what this application is going to allow you to do is to interact with sensors using augmented reality glasses and that information is going to be stored on a distributed ledger and AI is going to curate that experience. Now I paused for a moment because when you were describing what you're doing, the very first thing that came to my mind um, is a presentation that I viewed a couple of weeks ago where there were sensors all over pieces of equipment. And these like 3D graphics popped up and you could look at every single component of this machine 
to see if it were operating properly or uh, if there were issues or or if there was something broken. Are we talking something like that or am I way off base? No, yeah. So very similar to that. Um, the only difference is you'll be able to launch a machine learning response um, from the AR glasses. So say, for example, um, there needs to be a repair done. And instead of you going back to a computer to type in whatever information that you need, you would be able to do the spot check repair using the glasses and trigger a response there locally. And that information is going to be stored over blockchain to allow for users to collaborate that don't exactly trust each other, but want to share on information. Wow. Okay. All right. So you're going to have to break this down for me. I am an infrastructure engineer. I'm an IT guy, right? And I understand the concept of what you're explaining to me. But some of my listeners may not understand this. So I just want to walk through high-level overview just so that I understand what's happening. I'm going to use artificial reality, glasses that will allow me to see this piece of equipment or see the output from the sensors. And if I'm viewing something that's broken, I can initiate or trigger a response on the other end to actually make a change or make a repair. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So are there going to be like robotics involved? Will it be like robots on the other end and say, okay, I guess uh, Mika is telling me to change this widget or repair this gadget or something like that. Exactly. So it can either be um, robotics or something as simple as a pump response. So Mm -hmm. with agriculture, for example. Okay. Okay. All right, this is really slick. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, <laughs> I talk to some of the brightest people on this show, and uh, I learn every time I, I shut my mouth and I listen to other people. So tell me where you are in the process now. So right now we're um, finishing up our 1.0. We've started development with a couple of guys on our team. Um, so kind of in the middle of it, you know, we ran into our little hiccups, you know, in the first part of development. It's always with the ISPs, man. I don't know what it is. Every time I've done a project, all of a sudden you start having packet drops or all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, man, (laughs) (laughs) your internet will be working perfectly for the past couple of months. Did you start doing some type of development? I'm telling you, your ISPs got something for you. Okay. All right. I'll keep that in mind because I do encounter that a lot uh, when I'm recording. It's like the internet knows when I need it and it's decides that it wants to play games on me. So I get it. I get it. So you're working on version 1.0 of this tool. Are the blockchains going to be private or will this data be held on a public blockchain? So we're going to leave that up to the users. So this is going to be a framework we're going to allow other people to build on top of it. So we've created sort of a like a like socket in the code mm-hmm. um, to allow for users to integrate with, with whichever blockchain they want. So it's going to be interoperable. So that's kind of, you know, each person's going to want to build it the way that they see fit. You know, some people are huge with Ethereum. They like developing with Ethereum. Some people might want to build on Cardano for their own personal reasons, but, you know, with Eco being it it being more eco-friendly, um, you know, other other ones for fees. So it just really depends. IOTA, you know, specifically for IOT, for example, would be a great one to build into our framework. So this is just a framework that's going to sit on top of things to allow people to build dApps on the different blockchains. Okay. So uh, 
if I understand what you're saying, this is kind of like a layer two solution that's interoperable and it can work with exactly. just about any blockchain. Exactly. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I know what you're doing. I know where you are in the process right now. Eventually, in a perfect world with all development 90% complete, where do you want to be with this project? So 90% complete, we're looking at, you know, hoping to license. We're hoping to get a lot more developers that want to develop their own applications on top of it. Um, you know, it's, it's more about build, helping the community build. So blockchain, you know, it's still kind of new. I mean, it's not really new. It's been around for a while, but you're getting more people into it. It's becoming more mainstream. You're getting more legislations behind it. And we're hoping that, you know, this is going to move into things like smart cities, making um, the internet more efficient, more fair for, you know, people as a whole. As right now, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of bottleneck with, you know, big tech. But I'm hoping, you know, in the future, we're hoping in the future that it's going to be more, uh, more developers in blockchain. It's going to become a more fair internet. And people are going to be able to, you know, build a living off building de decentralized applications. Amazing. Amazing. That's real vision to have this, this solution built into smart cities. And I, I think we are going that route right now. Um, I think we're in the early stages of it. I had an opportunity to speak a couple of weeks ago with a futurist by the name of Thomas Frey. And Thomas mentioned that type of thing where there'll be sensors everywhere. And those sensors would need to be managed in a way that's beneficial to the planners, the, the politicians, and to the people, the citizens of these cities. And I think you're like really on the bleeding edge of this technology. And I'm excited to see where you will be and where your project will be in the next uh, five to seven years. I think that's amazing. So thank you, thank you. no problem. Let me ask another question. When you think about where you want to be, right, are there any dependencies upon future technology to get you where you want to go? Meaning if, meaning if we had some better sensor technology, would it make your development easier? Or is the framework the hard part? And then once the framework is kind of laid out, then you can just kind of add to it in layers. So the way we built it is so is that it should be also interoperable with sensors as well. And that's one of the issues that you're seeing with IoT right now is that you have a bunch of different sensors across the board and each one's got their own sort of, you know, uh, way of controlling it. And what we're aiming to do is to allow multiple sensors to be interoperable with it so that you can use both different sensors and different blockchains. So it doesn't matter how the decentralized you know, technology goes, doesn't matter how the sensors goes, this thing is just going to sit right in the middle. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, I feel like this technology and wait a minute, let me stop because we've talked about what you're doing, but what's it called? <laughs> it's called Dapper IO. So it's a decentralized application protocol um, <laughs> for a for for right for for AR, right? So that's how we did. <laughs> so we called it Dapper. You know, we wanted to play into the meme culture just a little bit. 
have a little fun with it, you know, with the bow ties, that sort of thing. Right. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of the name that we came up for the framework. Okay. That should have been like the first question I asked because we got really <laughs> deep into it. And I'm like, wait a minute, what's it called? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So where can people go to find out more information about Dapper? So right now uh, we just launched our, our Twitter. We don't have a lot of followers yet. We're still launching the website, right? We've got the 1.0 going, but we a little slow on the website. So you can go to uh, D-A-P-P underscore A-R um, on Twitter. And we're going to start posting um, our development things like that we have also we're also on linkedin under wolfberry llc that's our um, parent company okay amazing so will there be a native token for dapper so we've been talking about that um we were thinking potentially um as it's going to be more open sourced uh, we were thinking wow what if we launched a token with this and did this for you know developers and basically developers get a token uh for contributing to the code um so mm. that's kind of in the talks right now so i mean i guess we'll see where it goes um, i'm thinking right now as it stands potentially yes uh leaning more towards the yes side okay all right this is sounding more and more interesting so tell me what else are you doing? Because you seem like really, 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 really cerebral and really busy and really smart. And I'm always curious to talk to smart people. You know, mostly just working on my, my mental health. <laughs> Back when, I was, <laughs> yeah. when I was, when I was working with corporations, you know, it was one of those things that I neglected all through my twenties. And, you know, I always heard people saying, it's going to catch up to you. It's going to catch up to you. And I'm like, whatever, man, I'm, I'm like Superman. I can go forever. And, you know, it does. It catches up with you. You think that you can go forever. And one day you wake up and your mental health is in a condition that you don't really recognize. And so I've just been slowly working through, you know, my anxieties, my insecurities, you know, childhood trauma. I think a lot of us have things from our childhood, you know, we got to resolve. And yeah. that's really just been my other thing that I've been working through, you know. Otherwise, you just keep going through it and you don't know why. The wheels exactly. just keep on turning. You're not really sure where you're going. Exactly. So. That's good to hear. You know, um, self-care is so important. And I, people who follow me and know me know that I'm always doing like eight things at the same time. And sometimes you, you have to just stop and really pay attention to you. Um, and you have to do it before there's a problem. You, you, it's, like, it's like an oil change, Right. You get your oil change as a, a preventative maintenance um, to ensure that your motor is healthy. If you don't get these preventative oil changes, eventually your pistons lock up and your motor dies. So it's important to take good care of yourself and uh, exercise self-care, not just physical self-care, but mental health care. So um, shout out to you. Shout out to you for mentioning that. Um, and I would encourage uh, my followers and my listeners to do the same. So Mika, this has been a wonderful discussion. And I want to ask one last question. Where do you see the future of cryptocurrency and blockchain technology 
in the next three to five years? I see more regulation being um, put out there. I think right now the governments kind of understand how it works, but I don't think they know for sure. And as they start to really understand um, the benefits of having blockchain technology, I think we're going to see more regulation behind it. I think it's going to be a new infrastructure layer uh, for a new sort of internet. And um, I also see it as being part of the backbone for smart cities as we start to see more uh, smart cities in the future. And I think that you're going to see more of an integration with IoT, AI, and uh, blockchain technologies. Absolutely amazing. Mika, thank you so much for joining me on Cigars and Crypto today. I appreciate it. Tell my listeners and my followers where we can find you and Dapper online. Um, you can always follow me on the at Couch Mika, and it, it's spelled the way it sounds, C-O-U-C-H-M-E-K-A. And then Dapper A-R at at D-A-P-P underscore A-R, and both of, both of them uh, can be found on Twitter. Absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today. Ladies and gentlemen, Mika Couch. Have an amazing day, man. Good luck.